Pillars of Salt became the woman who turned back, the woman who longed for her home, for her life, for her humanity. Pillars of Salt she became as her lot trudged on. She becomes nothing in the darkness of the night, disappears in the caressing wind, and scatters across the land. Her sorrow does not go unnoticed. Pillars of Salt became the woman who turned back, the woman who rose from the white ashes of the flames that engulfed her home, her life, her humanity. She stands, her lot behind her, and speaks for those who have not yet risen. Her voice does not go unheard. What if Bam, Pillars of Salt? The script at this point has barely introduced us to Radic or Shepard. Lena still talks just to Thornson on the viewing platform. In the film, and in the script, Lena has just been told that one guy made it out of the shimmer from the script. Thornson. The only one. They've got him in an induced coma in the med center. Lena. I did hear that. Thornson. So, technically, he wasn't the first to walk out of Area X. He was the second. Lena frowns. Lena. The second? Thornton hands Lena her binoculars, then gestures out across the deforested area towards the tree line. Thornton, check your ten o'clock, about twenty meters from the tree line. Lena raises the binoculars and looks where Thornton has indicated. Sees a bundle of rags and white bone. At this distance, the bleached dome of skull is the only thing that allows us to understand it was a human. Thornton continued. See the bones? Lena, yes. Thornton, he's been laid there about six months now too far away to positively ID, but from his uniform, they know he was on the previous mission. Flashback to exterior, the shimmer, slash tree line, day. Long lens on the trees. A man walks out unarmed, wearing the Spec Ops uniform. Through the mirage distortion, he seems to have a long beard. Thornton, off screen, just strolled out of the forest one day. Even at this distance, the man seems slightly dazed, or uncertain. Thornton, off screen, continued. Didn't seem in a hurry. Stood a while. Started walking. The man takes a few steps in the direction of the distant wall. Thornton, off screen, continued. Then, rapid puffs of red from the man's head and chest. Noiseless. Thornton, off screen, continued. Pop. Followed by the delayed crack of the rifle retorts. Cut to exterior Southern Ridge facility slash viewing platform. Day. Lena, lowering the binoculars. Lena, no one saw who did it? Which is a weird line in a way, because she didn't just see the flashback. Why would you assume that no one saw who did it? I would assume, if she's saying they shot someone and came out of the shimmer, that someone at the platform, at the facility, deliberately shot the person that was approaching. Sort of preemptive quarantine. Thornton shakes her head. Thornton, no, but we all got our ideas. Lena looks at Thornton, waiting. Thornton continued. Well, it's got to have been the guy that got out, right? The one they're keeping in the freeze box? Beat. Thornton continued. Lieutenant Kane. Kane's rank is sergeant here, so side note, Thornton has it wrong. The script cuts to their daytime entrance into the shimmer, but we will return to that in minute 28. Here, as minute 25 begins, Lena sits with Thornton, Shepard, and Raddick. Raddick has just said there was one military guy who made it out. Sergeant. Raddick gets Kane's rank right. Before we get the last line of this table conversation and leave the scene, 
Braddock is portrayed by Tessa Thompson. Born Tessa Lynn Thompson in Los Angeles, 3rd October 1983, her father is singer-songwriter Mark Anthony Thompson, her grandfather is actor-musician Bobby Ramos. She grew up spending time in both New York and Los Angeles after her parents split up. She attended Santa Monica High School and was featured in numerous theater productions there. She has a degree in cultural anthropology from Santa Monica College. She made her professional stage debut as Ariel in Los Angeles Women's Shakespeare Company's 2002 production of The Tempest. She was nominated for an NAACP Theater Award for her 2003 role as Julie in the Theater at Boston Court's production of Romeo and Juliet Antebellum New Orleans 1836. She has 56 acting credits on IMDb, starting with a guest spot on Cold Case in 2005, her film debut, and 2006 remake of When a Stranger Calls, and a 22-episode stint on Veronica Mars. She has had notable roles in Dear White People, Selma, Sorry to Bother You, Creed and Creed 2, Men in Black International, and HBO's Westworld. Like a few of her co-stars here in Annihilation, Thompson is also part of the MCU, appearing so far in Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame, and set to appear alongside Natalie Portman in Thor Love and Thunder. Last year, Thompson publicly announced that she was bisexual and spoke to Netta Porte 29th June 2018 about her part in the Time's Up movement and her relationship with pop singer Janelle Monet. Quote, This is not just a job. This is my life. So I'm like, how do I want to spend it? What do I want my story to be? It's tricky because Janelle and I are just really private people. We're both trying to navigate how you reconcile wanting to have that privacy and space and also wanting to use your platform and influence. I can take things for granted because of my family. It's so free and you can be anything you want to be. I'm attracted to men and also to women. If I bring a woman home, or a man, we don't even have to have the discussion. That was something I was conscientious of in terms of this declaration around Janelle and myself. I want everyone else to have that freedom and support that I have for my loved ones. But so many people don't. So do I have a responsibility to talk about that? Do I have a responsibility to say in a public space that this is my person? We love each other deeply. We're so close, we vibrate on the same frequency. If people want to speculate about what we are, that's okay. It doesn't bother me. End quote. Viewing platform, Southern Reach Facility, Lena, Dorrenson, Shepard, Raddick. Close on Dorrenson in profile, as much of this scene has been. Thornton. Yeah, have but you, you heard, heard about, about the state, state he was Angle past Raddick on Shepard. She glances toward Raddick, then to Thornton, then down. Raddick turns away from the group, down, and toward camera. They all know that Keen is not well. They have six days before they enter the Shimmer, and they know that they will not return. As detailed previously, the original version of this scene in the script did not include Shepard and Raddick. We did not yet get to know these two characters. One thing the slow pace of the film's version of this scene offers is a portrait of four different women who, we will learn, all have their own ways of self-destructing. And in the way this scene was filmed, whether entirely deliberately or not, these women have been framed and reframed in fairly identical ways, visually juxtaposed and equated with one another. Lena, as far as we know, at this point, is a dutiful wife. Thornton is outwardly confident, energetic, outgoing, flirtatious, but she shakes like someone who knows death is imminent. Braddock is immediately presented as the younger, more unsure of herself of the four. But she is smart. She speaks out when she needs to do so. We do not know much about Shepard yet, except she has a fairly obvious, and maybe somewhat protective, attachment to Raddock. 
Second nine cut to Kane in his hospital bed inside his plastic isolation tent. Tubes. Wires. That bear tattoo. The tent's door is partly open. He breathes deeply. Second 15 angle over the foot of the bed toward the hallway door. A woman in a white hazmat suit sits in a chair against the wall beneath a security camera. Lena's arm comes into view first through the tense plastic through the room's glass wall through the hallway door's window. Layers of abstraction. Second 20 angle past the woman in the hazmat suit on Lena entering the hallway. The woman seems to be sleeping, and Lena is cautious and quiet about closing the door. Lena exits frame to the right. Second 26, we skip Lena's entrance into the room itself. She's already in the room, and now she enters Kane's tent, camera tracking with her. Second 32, angle over Kane on Lena, medium shot. Lena walks along the side of the bed, looking back once to check on the woman in the hazmat suit, then she sits on the edge of Kane's bed. Second 43, angle through the plastic tent on Kane. If not for the immediate movement of Lena's arm reaching for him, we might not even recognize what it is we are seeing he is so blurred by the plastic. Lena puts her hand on his chest, and the camera focuses through the plastic. Second 50, close on Lena, angled from beneath her. Lena, Kane. She pauses, swallows. I know why you went in. She looks down, swallows again, and starts to look up. And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Annihilation. 